Part 3, The Results of Surrendering, Chapter 10, Generations and Nations God can move through an individual or group without approving of every aspect of what that person or group is about. Many people are used by God for a moment or a season who may not be walking fully with Him. Paul's letter to the church in Philippians confirms this. He writes that he is aware there are people preaching the gospel out of selfish ambition among them. But regardless of their motives, he approves the gospel being preached. To the contrary, in Paul's other letters, he instructs them not to do things out of selfish ambition. Yet here Paul clearly states that God can still move through an individual's poor motives in spreading the word of God. Therefore, God can move without approving of the person or group he is moving through. When we live fully surrendered to God's will, we step into a new spiritual realm where God is not only going to move through us, but approve of what we are doing. I want to be really careful how I say this. Our approval by God does not equal perfection in our own life, but rather our pursuit after Him. In Hebrews 11, specific men and women are called heroes of the faith, yet if you looked at their life through the lens of their sin, you would see imperfection and failures all over their stories. God's approval is not determined by how good of a follower you are or by how many sins you didn't commit. I believe the approval of these heroes comes through their holding onto the promise spoken over their lives and their pursuit after God even when they messed up. Approval is received through repentance and reception of forgiveness he offers to all who call on his name. It is not about an individual's righteousness, but about Jesus Christ's righteousness that's received when one turns to him and trusts in his ways. Often these specific promises are revealed through the times we practice the four disciplines mentioned in the previous chapter, prayer, singing praises, fasting, and belonging to a community of believers. Aligning yourself with God by being fully surrendered to Him and willing to do whatever He calls you to is very powerful. Referring back to Hebrews 11, God not only moved but approved of these individuals, and as a result, it affected their nation and the generation that followed. I believe when God moves and approves, the nation and generations are impacted. Remember, most of the heroes listed in Hebrews 11 never witnessed the results of their obedience to God's promise for their life. How could they ever understand that 4,000 years later, our generation is still learning from their stories? Stories that will be spoken of for all of eternity. As you and I fully surrender to God and walk in His ways, we too must realize that we may not always see the ways our story is influencing those around us or the impact it may have on eternity. Regardless, I believe that there is more going on than what we can see or understand. Right before Jesus is about to be betrayed and crucified, he is at his friend Simon's house in Bethany. While he was there, a woman came to him and poured out a very expensive ointment on his head. His friends slash disciples who witnessed this act are horrified for two legitimate reasons. First, he allowed a woman to touch him, which is a very scandalous and almost sensual act to let happen. Secondly, they were upset because they felt like the ointment could have been sold for a great profit and the proceeds could have been dispersed to the poor. Jesus rebukes his disciples and affirms that this woman is doing the will of God. He takes the conversation farther and tells them that her story will be known wherever the gospel is preached, throughout the generation and to all the nations. An unnamed woman in scripture becomes an example for all of the time of one who is moved to participate in an approved action of God. What I love about this story is from a pure objective view of this woman's action, it doesn't seem overly significant. 
in our life and in our own pursuit after Jesus, we will also do things that may seem at times pointless. This woman was not anointing Jesus out of desire for fame or fortune, but out of a genuine pursuit after him. I don't think she understood the significance of the action that the Father had asked her to do. Yet she desired to follow God no matter what the cost. The result was Jesus not only affirmed her publicly, but brought spiritual enlightenment to those who witnessed it, confirming the significance and the impact of her simple obedience. In North America, we often measure success based off efficiency, effectiveness, and numbers. I don't believe God's kingdom measures success in the same way. This story is one of the many in the Gospels that I think demonstrate this fact. It is important to keep this truth in mind when we talk about generation and nations being impacted by the move and approval of God in our lives. Our part to play may seem very insignificant to us, yet Jesus may look at your simple obedience in a way you cannot even comprehend. We are called to be faithful in whatever God puts before us. This can be something as simple as praying in a secret place for the world or worshiping God in private. Simple obedience may be loving your neighbor, no matter who they are. It is not our job to measure the quote-unquote success of our action. It is our job to obey and to discern. This is a journey every hero of faith mentioned in Hebrews is the proof of. This is not about perfection, but about our pursuit after Him. Some of us have put a ceiling on our lives on what we believe God can do through us because of comparison, disappointment, and fear. We can so easily compare our walk with others and think we can do nothing, quote-unquote, that significant. Some of us read this chapter and are thinking, Oh, to be young again. It is a great concept, Josiah, but just wait until you've been doing this 20-30 years, and the reality sets in. Some of us have given up on the call because of the way life turned out for us thus far in our pursuit of it. Remember, this may be how the people the author of Hebrews spoke of were feeling in their own walk with God. The author started that the heroes of faith never saw the promise fulfilled, and yet he urged his readers to keep on striving. It is not wishful thinking when you're trusting in something that God has spoken over you. Don't let what happened yesterday determine your expectations for what will happen today or in your future. Surrendering everything over to Jesus is equally about receiving the love that God has for you as an individual, while simultaneously being about entrusting the love he has for your neighbor, love to all generations and for every nation.